We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Everybody, what's going on? Happy Wednesday, and welcome to Roto World's DFS Pick Six, presented by Roto Grinders. I'm Eric Crane, and I am joined, as I am every single Wednesday night, by two of the best in the business. We got Lord Reeves, Rich Rebar Reeves. How we doing, buddy? Doing real good, man. You know, is we reminded by the Eric Crane, you know, short slate, magical calls last week. You know, it's easy when people come and hear, you know, Evan's wisdom and my nonstop jargon. But you know, there's one person that does it professionally for a living. Yep. And it's you. So as I'm for sure going to step over you three to four times in some plays I objectively don't want to play that you're going to recommend, I just want to let you know that I appreciate you, appreciate you Eric. I mean, I got laughed at for like, I got laughed at for Big Burn. And they just came through. Evan, how you doing, man? How was your Thanksgiving? I'm doing all right. We just had uh, – so I, I play in uh, these high-stakes uh, main event uh, s- uh, season-long leagues on uh, NF – or was it God. In a, in a my my ffpc my okay. ffpc 1800 dollars entry yeah uh we had uh two teams uh one did not make the playoffs we finished like five and six uh the second one though was like awesome um and it's like just hitting its stride and uh, our last waiver th- this tonight was the last waiver period and we really wanted to get because seahawks defense at home against nick mullins was on the waiver wire and but also uh, Tennessee at home, Tennessee defense at home against Darnold or McCown was on the waiver wire. So our priority was and like all these little. I know that people don't understand. Like people are probably like, who cares? But like we all care. these little, okay, show. all these little things like really matter. And um, we did not get Seahawks defense at home against Nick Mullins, but we did get uh, Titans defense at home against McCown slash Darnold. Uh, so we were very happy about that. And we also, uh, again, I know that this sounds like minutia to most people, but we had Vinatieri on the grass kicking at Jacksonville and we wanted to get Prater at home in the Ford field dome kicking against the Rams and we got him. Nice. So we felt, and we had $18 left for a fad. You start with a thousand. Okay. We had $18 wow. left and we got, you know, pretty much like our, you know, like, stuff that was high on our priority list and you know we're already up but uh the next week is like four grand 
And then the weeks after that are like, you know, a lot of, a, a lot more. So I'm, I'm like big into this. I, I think the best way to play is to not, a lot of people try to play like they do like 10 teams in these main event things. And, you know, with, with like $1,800 on the line, I think the best way to play is just a couple of teams. So you can just devote all your powers into that. Maybe just even one team. I, I think that's how I, I actually, I think is optimal is just one team. Um, but yeah, I'm, I'm really excited. Like we have an awesome team and we have like, we have Galladay, you know, we have Tyreek Hill, we have, uh, Jared Goff and Lamar Jackson. We have, um, you know, our, our tight ends are, are rolling right now. It's a, a, a tight end premium. And so I'm, I'm really excited. Hopefully we can get like a top 100 finish. I think that would be great for, for the rep, great for the rep. And also great for uh, great for the the wallet, which is the yeah. most important. The, the wallet's the most important. Let's be honest. Yeah. What, where honest. was Matt Lacoste? Why was Matt Lacoste not picked up? Matt Lacoste. So um, <laughs> we didn't need him. We didn't need him because we oh, have. Every, oh, everyone needs Matt Lacoste. <laughs> well, we need him on our DFS teams. Which yeah. let's let's just come to that. Let's come to that. <laughs> All right. Let's just. <laughs> Evan, I'm I'm in the I'm I'm sweating. By the way, Evan, I got I need wins this week in my super high stakes league this year the, the one that you uh funny i might have well let's hear about it man let's hear about it no i know I've, I've given you a ton of shit about this sorry yeah. no no, it's, no, <laughs> no it's let's, i want you you have like any tough decisions this week I, people love to no, hear about this shit. no 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 i've got okay. a i'm in i'm a partner I, I don't have the full team obviously but i'm a partner yeah. that's fine in two different uh fifty thousand dollar buy-in leagues and i'm running and uh, we're like on this stone bubble of the playoffs. And had I just like drafted and hibernated for six months, I'm pretty sure we'd be the number one seed. So like basically I've screwed up these teams as much as I possibly could have, but we're still like, a, but I, I need to win and I need like one or two guys to win ahead of me to make the playoffs. And like the guys that I need to win ahead of me are big favorites this week. So it's, I'm going to be sweating that pretty hard because first place in each one is about 400 grand. So, but, but I'll tell you what, inside bets because we got we got like 70 a week in side bets we're up 160,000 so far so times are times are good yeah, over baby. here yeah it's good times. so <laughs> by the way we're going to be doing more of that evan evan rich you and i have to talk later because we're going to be partying next year i can promise you that <laughs> all right let's go ahead and jump I, just, I, I just want to wake up in a bugatti you feel me yeah I, the crane gotti we got it i got you That's crane gotti is that what you call crane, it crane gotti yeah okay the crane, the crane's bugatti obviously I'm killing it today. All right, let's talk about um, a game that I was a little bit surprised is actually we're actually going to talk about. It's Denver at Cincinnati, 44-point total. Denver, they're five-and-a-half-point favorites on the road. And, um, Reeves, let's face it, this Bengals defense has just kind of quit, haven't they? Dude, we, I, we talked on a, a few weeks ago on this show, and, man, this defense is just horrible. Uh, you know, I had the game last week, and I uh, and we have a Slack channel, Road World Slack channel, and I dropped in the Slack channel when the – Bengals forced the Browns to punt in the third quarter. It was the first time they forced a punt in 17 straight offensive possessions for their opponent <laughs> uh, that spanned over three games. It's impressive. I mean, they're the only I, team. I, I, that I think you need to like say that one more time slowly so people can really understand what that means. Yeah, and the in the National Football League, the opponents against the Bengals went 17 straight drives without punting <laughs> over the span of like uh, since they it was from the Tampa Bay game through that point in the Cleveland game that no team had even punted against the Bengals. Um, they're the only team in the league now that's allowed opponents to score on over half of their drives in the league. Uh, opponents have scored on 57% of their possessions. Uh, they're, they're just bad, man. They, they don't force anyone to come out of any type of script. They get run on. They get passed on. Their linebackers are a joke in coverage. Uh, 
Philip Lindsay's gonna roll. Philip Lindsay's like become like my favorite player this year. Just aesthetically, like this dude is shot out of a cannon on every play. It looked I've never seen a guy, I can't recall the last few years, that just like hits full speed as fast as he does. When you even I was a Royce Freeman advocate, and when I watched Royce Freeman come in the game compared to it's like watching the game in slow motion. You know, compared to what Philip Lindsay gets to touch this man. And even since Royce Freeman's come back the past two weeks, he's at 106, 110 yards. He's out touched him 29 to 14. He's getting goal line carries. Uh, it's just a great, great spot again to keep riding Philip Lindsay. And his, his hair is impeccable. Uh, I'm, I'm, all, I'm all in on Philip Lindsay uh, <laughs> this year. Yeah. And by the way, it's one of, one of the nice things about this slate, and Evan, you can touch on this, is like, it's not that expensive to be all in on Philip Lindsay. He's only four point five point four k over on DK. He's gone over twenty in uh, what three of his last four. You know, we can expect probably about twenty touches from here from Philip Lindsay against a brutal defense like Evan. That's a lot. That's a lot. I, yeah, yeah. Like I can't think of a reason. That's not a lot. Can't can't expect twenty touches. But yeah, um, yeah, I'm talking about carries. I, I wanted to ask Reeves on a personal level. Uh, does he like Philip Lindsay's hair because it reminds him? Well, first of all, you have to understand Reeves is from Cleveland. Okay, what what's the? Right, I'm gonna here's a uh, pop quiz, Crane. What's the famous rap group from uh, the the city of Cleveland? Don't tell him, Reeves. There's I just don't know this. I've been listening to a lot of Outcasts lately, but I know they're from Atlanta, so that's all I got. Okay, okay. It's called Bone Thugs and Harmony. Man. Oh, I love. I'm not. I love. I'm not going to start yeah. rapping, but uh, yeah, I like yeah. some bone. Yeah. Some bone. Yeah. So, I mean, I just want to ask: like, is this bias due to you know uh, for the hair? Is it due to because you think that Philip Lindsay's hair reminds you of Busy Bone? Yeah, that might be part of it too. He also reminds me of the guy from uh, I think it's LMFAO, the the party rock guy that sings party rock. He looks just like that dude. That's like so he wild. almost looks exactly about, like that guy. When you were so talking wild. about Cleveland, I thought you were going to talk about like Anderson Barajal's hair or something. That's right. No. Actually, that would have been a good, decent. That's true. That would have been a decent comment. Yeah, but <laughs> but anyways, um, yeah, I, mean, I love I love Phil Lindsay, you know, but he's not going to get twenty touches. Um, he, you know, the the pro. The, I don't understand. Why don't they give him uh, more receptions? He caught a lot of time. He caught a ton of passes in college, um, but they love using Devontae Booker in the passing game. So for as fun and exciting as Philip Lindsay is, and for as great of a value he was in both real life, hey, he was undrafted, and in, you know, fantasy leagues, hey, shoot, he was undrafted in fantasy leagues too, you know. Um, is he really, is he tilting fantasy games for you right now? Because he's not, he's not having six, seven catch games. I mean, so at, at what, like what's, sub what's five, his price on DK? What's his price on DK? He's only 5.4K. Okay. Like at that price, I see no reason to be concerned about Philip Lindsay. Like it's like even if yeah. I mean, look, fifteen He's touches, okay. 15, 15 touches is pretty much the floor. We can agree on that. Yeah. So I mean, if he's between 15, he had fourteen last week, he had fourteen last week. Okay, yeah, and didn't catch a single ball. Like I don't think that's going right. to happen again. So like to me, if I'm getting fifteen touches out of Philip Lindsay against this Bengals, I mean, Evan, I would play you if I got fifteen touches out of you against this Bengals defense right now. Like it's just, I just. I just struggle to see a reason not to play Philip Lindsay. So I know I feel Reeves, like Philip Lindsay and I's uh, yards per carry average would be vastly different. But um, <laughs> yeah, but, yeah, but I mean, you're you're more of a power runner. I, I do feel like I could cover um, Matt Lacoste, though. Do you, like you could cover Eric Tomlinson. I, I, <laughs> no, I mean Evans. Evans' point is good. We got a few of these guys on the slate because Breed is like a similar yeah, type of dude, right? Like, uh, you know, all, are these are these guys get the multiple touchdown game, or if they don't get the touchdown, 
Like right. basically say, if this guy doesn't get the touchdown, what do you have? You know, uh, empty calorie yards, a hundred yards with one catch. The, the, uh, the I the get that. The Gus Edwards week. Yeah. 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 Uh, look again, you know, I just wish that they use him in the passing game more. That's it. Like I, I love Philip Lindsay, you know, um, I, I think at 5,400, he's, he's, he's okay. He's okay. What about a guy like Emmanuel Sanders, somebody who we've seen him have some big games. He gets a matchup against Cincinnati. Yeah. Obviously it's a, what you say? No, no. What's his DK price? 6,300. Yeah. 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 No, I like Phil. I, I mean, I like Manny Sanders, 12 targets last week, 86 yards and a touchdown, you know, weeks before that six targets, nine targets. Reeves, what do you think about Manny Sanders or even, or even Cortland Sutton, who everybody still mm-hmm. loves? I just want to stop skirting around the issue. Are you going to be on Case Keenum this week or no? No, no. Did, did not make me walk off this show. Are you going to finally embrace the best play on the slate or what? I haven't embraced the best. I haven't embraced the best play on a slate in four years. I don't think I'm going to start. <laughs> I'm. I'm actually honestly more interested in Sutton than I am Manny Sanders. I think Manny Sanders is probably. The, I have a similar take on Manny Sanders that Evan just had on Philip Lindsay. I think he's like a great season long play. I just don't know if he's like a you know a dude that's going to drop like a a big like a big crooked number I think he's gonna have a really good game uh maybe score a touchdown I think he's fine I have no negative things to say about him I mean I I look at where the Bengals like really struggle though I mean it's on the boundary man uh they're 25th in points allowed to boundary receivers on the season I know Sutton has only caught three or fewer passes in all his, all his games game. this year every game but they did have they did run into like a really like tricky slate and it, it opens up this back half like this our this this last stretch it opens up and uh, man, if he's gonna pop over the stretch, I mean, it's it's dialed up for him in these matchups. And uh, obviously, you can't play him in cash and or anything like that. But he is a guy I'm interested because in, no one really wants to play him because they've chased the ghost for a couple weeks, you know, with Portland Sutton. But there are bad weeks to chase him. You know, play, he he faced the number one defense in deep ball percentage, like playing deep balls the Steelers last week. The week before, he played the Chargers, uh, who hadn't allowed uh, a top 24 wide receiver since week two. Uh, I just think that it, it lines up for him to be like the sneaky guy to go with because Keenum's going to pop, Crane. Keenum's popping, and someone's got to go with him. I hate Case Keenum so much. Speaking of, like, you know, I was talking about the high stakes. I don't like him either, Crane. Had, no. I, had I never played Case Keenum. <laughs> no one likes him. Yeah. Nobody likes yeah, him. No one actually. Does anyone actually like him? No, like, even his family doesn't like him. It's really awkward at Thanksgiving, uh, but what weird. are you going to do? That's weird. Yeah, Keenum, Sorry, Keenum, Case. Yeah, it's not fun, but we don't like to talk about it. It's just – yeah, he deserves it, though. He deserves it. <laughs> Evan, what do you think about Sutton, and what do you think about Manny Sanders? Because I, I just can't get behind Sutton, man. He's never had more than uh, – he's never hit 11 DK points. Like I just, Yeah, I like him when, when, um, when he's either in a great spot or when no one else likes him. And I think that this is the week to like him, actually. Um, you know, I don't what's – his, what's his DK price? I, I haven't – I don't – 42. 4,200. Yeah, see, he's not even that – I mean, he should be like 34, you know? I mean, I just don't see the reason to do it. Like, maybe he'll have a good game, but you can you, say that about you, so many guys. Play him in the well, he's the stack. He's Definitely. the stack. Oh, you're going to pair him with Case? Oh, yeah. Guy, people think I hate money. Man, oh, man. That's... CNC Music Factory, bro. <laughs> I mean, when you factor in the cost, you know, the it, it pays, the, pays the cost to be the boss. When you factor in the cost, like how many touchdowns is Case Keenum going to throw? That's a lot. I don't know. That's a lot. The cost, Sutton, Keenum, while everyone chases Manny and Lindsey. All right. All right. You sold me. Okay. (laughs) What about this Cincinnati side? Because Jeff Driscoll started. Wait, you got to let Evan talk about Lacoste, man, for real. Because Lacoste is legit. He's legit. I think Lacoste is legit. 
Talk to me about the costs. The cost, well, me and uh, Reeves and Pat Thorman, we had this, you know, this text thread and we, and, you know, uh, Reeves is always throwing out these just trash tight ends. And I mean, just the worst tight end players. They always get zeros every week. But, I always punt tight end in cash. But Reeves cr- crushes every week anyways. Because like tight end doesn't matter. You know, like, you know, we got, Frisco, we got Frisco Josh out here telling us that defense doesn't matter. You know, we got Derek Cardi out here telling us that interceptions don't matter. Nothing what really matters. doesn't matter is tight ends. All right. <laughs> and once you, once you master that, that's when you start making the money. And Reeves, is master, he's mastered that. He played like David Greenwich. David Greenwich. That's David. not a real person. No, I, I went to O'Shaughnessy that week because Greenwich got cut. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was bold. That was bold. That was bold. Bold move. So, anyways, uh, you know, Reeves out here, you know, just taking all the money. And, you know, he's he's playing all these trash tight ends. Matt Lacoste is an actually good tight end at a trash tight end's cost. Matt Lacoste uh, is uh, six foot six. 257 pounds, ran 471, coming out of Illinois. No one produced at Illinois. Who was their quarterback at the time? Juice Williams. Juice Williams was oh, their Juice quarterback. Juice Williams was the man, man. Was oh, NCAA football on fleek. Juice yeah. Williams, though. Oh, man. On fleek. <laughs> on fleek. Uh, 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 Matt Lacoste had a 44-yard gain in that game against the Texans. You remember the game that uh, Hoyerman went off? Think if they would have thrown those targets to Matt Lacoste. His lone target went for a 44-yard gain. Okay. Last week, uh, Hireman goes down. Matt Lacoste goes off three catches, 34 yards and a touchdown. So, you know, it's just, everything is just, you know, the seas are like parting like Moses for uh, uh, Matt Lacoste. And Howerman led the team with Lud's leading the team in red zone targets and targets inside the 10. Yep. And where did he come and get his target when it came time for the money zone? Uh, they're, they're, that system is just, they have plays dialed up for that position. I really better see that you're like your team's Reeves with the double stack with Lacoste and Portland Sutton. They will be. Oh, I, I know. I'm just saying, I just, I, I get it. I mean, look, he's min price. Like I'm always going to have a tight, a starting interest in a starting tight end that mince price. That's min so price. let me ask you this. Okay. Let me ask you this. Okay. So on FanDuel, you have Matt Lacoste to pay the, to be the boss at 4,700. You have Cameron Brait at 4,900. You know, Cameron Braid is kind of a chump, right? He's he's slow, and all he can do is just like stand there in the end zone and hope that no one covers him and Winston throws it to him, right? Yeah, but that right? happens. But then, but then you have Lacoste, who's just like you know he's a hustler, dude, and he's he he's real fast, and you know he's got actual athleticism, but he's also got Case Keenum at quarterback. So, and he, he costs two hundred less. So where do you where do you go in this scenario? I mean, personally, I probably just will attack the game with the highest total on the board. Well, that would be Cameron Brait then. Yeah, that's but that's I mean, I get it with Lacoste. I actually think he's a little bit more attractive on DK just because is there anybody else even in down in that range? Like he's just the only guy that's been priced this What's week. his price? He's been he's 25. Oh my god. <laughs> oh my god. Uh-oh. Oh, Evan's excited. I'm going to have to uh, put some money on DK this week. <laughs> yeah, no. I mean, I get it, but I assume one thing you won't be doing is putting money on DK to play Jeff Driscoll. Evan, give us a scouting report on Jeff Driscoll. Oh, wow. Wow. I'm going to throw this one to Reeves because I have strong opinions, but I want to hear Reeves first because Reeves is a nut, man. He plays like uh, Devi. Do you play Devi, Reeves? Yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Dude, look, yo, Devi. In Devi, do people even know what Devi is? Do you know what Devi is, Crane? Not a clue. You uh, start looking at dudes in high school. 
Okay. Okay. So, um, and I mean, I'm not like hating on Devi. Like it's, I, I love it. You know, I love like the, you know, the minutia of it all, but, um, Reeves is, you know, he's a wild man. So with, uh, Driscoll, he was a five-star recruit, right? I don't recall, but he, I don't recall if he was a five-star recruit. Okay. Um, he wasn't a guy that really wasn't on my radar to college. Okay. I, I mean, I typically use, so I'm like 50-50. Like I use a lot of the, my Debbie stuff as currency in, in a lot of those leagues uh, because, you know, a lot of these guys, it's starting to come around, guys have come around it, but I start to use it as, you know, able to get, you know, commodities that are proven for, you know, hey, man, you can draft this high school. It's going to be really good in like six years. Um, you know, basically, you know, sell those, those magic beans, the Lachey Seas trunk. Uh, hey man, you gotta get Lake Seas trunk. Like, gotta grab him, man. Better get him now. Crane, uh, while, do you remember while I got him. Do you remember Seas trunk out of Baylor? Uh, last Seas trunk out of Baylor? He played for the Jets. Oh, uh, no one remembers him. No, well, I do because he was a high school stud. He, yes, he was. Yes. yes. That's what I remember about him. But but on the real, Driscoll's my kind of guy though because he's like not very good, but he's but he's super athletic, and that's like my wheelhouse. It's like really all I care about. Yeah, he ran like a four. I think he ran a four five five at the combine. Yep, it might have been the fastest QB of that class, or maybe the second. Uh, and then he was drafted by the Forty Niners. They cut him. Uh, he didn't make the squad. He was uh he came in at the end of that. Uh, Bengals blow out to the Saints and had like a 30-yard touchdown run. He had a sneak touchdown run last week. He's gonna run, man. He's gonna he's gonna give you rushing yards, uh, hair on fire rushing yards. He's not gonna give you much in the passing. And even last week he had like 5.3 yards per attempt, and it was like junk script. But he's gonna run around, man, uh, for sure. If he was 5K, I would play him in cash. Okay, I would. Well, he's 4,500, so. Well, it, 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 I'm sorry. If it was 5K on FanDuel, I'd play him in cash. He's okay. 6,400, unfortunately. Uh, FanDuel is making a mistake pricing up these backup dudes. Like, I don't understand it. I don't All know. Right, so, I think I thought they were making a mistake when um, Nick Mullins was bare minimum, and that obviously joke was well, on we me. We told you. We told you that he was – He, yeah, we told you. It's the Bucks. Everybody throws in the Bucks. <sighs> Defenses don't matter, Crane. Oh, that's right. I forgot. Sorry. I completely forgot. <laughs> All right, so Evan, you sounds like you actually like Driscoll a little bit this week. I do, I do. Um, again, I mean, I like him for the same reasons that Reeves does. You know, he's he's real fast. Um, I have liked him in the preseasons in in past years. I mean, I'm huge on preseason, and it's not always predictive, you know. And I'm very well aware of that. But uh, he's been really good in the preseasons uh, past couple of years. He ran one time all this preseason that concerned me a little bit, but Hey, when he got in the real games, he started running and the preseason before he, he ran a bunch. Um, he's facing a defense that in, in real scary. I, I think this is a letdown spot for the Broncos, by the way, this is a major letdown spot. No, for no, 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 no. I'm starting the Broncos defense in both my leagues. Hey, they're super sketchy. Whoa, they've, whoa, whoa, whoa. They've, whoa. Don't, don't, don't do that. Don't do that. Their last seven times, their last seven East coast games, they've lost by double digit points. I'm 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 banked on the bra. I'm not mad. I'm not I'm not getting off the Broncos defense this week. I'm Get ready talking. to donate. That's what I've been, dude. I am. Don't worry. Okay. I'm talking about my high stakes leagues. I'm starting Broncos there. I know. I wouldn't start them in my high stakes leagues. Get yeah. get Titans, man. Titans. 
Let's see. I don't even think I, uh, the Titans might be available. I mean, I don't know. I like the. Anyways, well, I mean, that's fine. You can donate. I'm sure that everyone else will appreciate it. Dude, half the people in those leagues don't even start defense. <laughs> oh, really? Jeez, that's crazy. Anyways, um, poker yeah, players. I, I like I like the uh, like the Konami code. You know for sure. Uh, yo, AJ Green says he's playing. That's huge. So he's gonna have essentially a full full arsenal. He's got uh, AJ Green. He's got um, Tyler Boyd. He's got uh, John, the touchdown scorer, Ross, who does nothing except for score touchdowns. How blessed is he? Uh, and then CJ Uzoma is the guy who he's targeted. The, have you looked at the target splits, Reeves, for, for uh, Driscoll? Yeah, it's in, the, like, it's in the worksheet, bro. I dropped him. Okay. All right. Yeah. <laughs> I, I always read the work, worksheet on Saturday after I'm done with Oh, uh, yeah. But yeah. you can go ahead. Go for it. But Uzoma, like Driscoll loves Uzoma. Driscoll loves Uzoma. It's like... I mean, usually when you see, you know, like I always like to look at like the backup quarterbacks, you know, who was he target over the course of the season? And, you know, it's it's kind of like level, you know, but like it's a massive spike for Uzoma for for Jeff Driscoll. Um, so I think that makes uh, Uzoma a little bit interesting. Uh, but again, I mean, he's got the full arsenal here, you know, and facing this West Coast team in a 1 p.m. Eastern time game coming up it, entering a major letdown spot. I mean, huge upset at home over the Steelers. That was huge. And they beat the Chargers the week before. They're going to lose. They're going to lose the Bengals. They're going to – I mean, two two big wins. The Broncos are going to lose the Bengals. Are you ready for this? Oh, I hope it's six to three. What's the um, – what's the spread here? Four and uh, five and a half. Yeah, four, four and a half. Yeah. The five and a half now. So it's a, it's, and, and the Broncos are favored. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my god. Oh my god. All right. All right. I'm just saying that, like, I don't wow. know. Maybe wow. I'm not. That's I'm free just, money. That's free money. All right. I'm just gonna play the defense. I mean, I don't know that necessarily that the Bengals are gonna win. You know, but but if you're catching like like over three points, that's absurd. That's absurd. All Driscoll right. Driscoll is not. I mean. Look, man, he lost his starting job at, at Florida to some something named Trayon Harris. Have you heard of Trayon Harris? I have not. No. Neither, nor have I. I do not have um, his green card. Nor have I. But I mean, he, I mean, he's not necessarily good, you know, at all. But I mean, this is this that's crazy. Like Bronco, Broncos are. I mean, I think that's the easiest bet of the week. So, who are you playing on the Bengals then, Reeves? Anybody? Uh, I mean, if I'm going to cross deck, I mean, I think you definitely, if Green's going to play, no one's going to want to play him because he's been hurt. And their team, the other team, like we, the other side too, uh, the Broncos are terrible on the boundary. Bradley Roby, man, this dude was, he had a couple, you know, he was all right to start his career. He just had a rough year, man. He was the guy that, that they got toasted on the juju long ball. He had another Robbie one. That Anderson, ju- Robbie Anderson cooked him up. Yeah, he's going to give a lot of big plays. Juju had another, like, 80-yarder that should have been, but he kind of stumbled, uh, and it didn't get completed. Uh, yeah, they've just struggled. I mean, that Chris Harris on the inside, he's good. The other two guys, not good. Ball goes to the outside. And Driscoll hasn't played with Green, so, I mean, he might just – he might give him some pe- uh, pepper. I believe A.J. Green's quote today was, it doesn't matter. He's just got to put it in the air. I'll go get it. I love that. You know what? You know why? Because he's going to get open against Tremaine Brock or Roby or whatever. I mean, he knows. Like AJ Green is like a student of the game. He watches tape, dude. You know, like he's the anti-Jamarcus Russell. 
Yeah, what was that story about Jamarcus Russell? By the they, way, they used to give him they used to give him blank tapes to take home to study game film. Yeah, and he would always come back and be like, "Oh yeah, yeah, yeah no, I loved it." Because I watched the blitz packages. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the team was so convinced that he actually that he wasn't watching the tape. Like, and yeah, I watched. He was like, "I watched the blitz packages," yeah. and then the guys were like, "There were no blitz packages on the tape." You know, like, there, were, there were no blitz packages. All right, well, let's move on. Let's talk Carolina at Tampa. Fifty-four and a half point total. The Panthers. On the road, three and a half point favorites. And, um, you know, last week I just totally bombed with Nick Mullins. Obviously, that didn't work out. Reeves, are the Panthers going to have a better day than the 49ers did? Yes. Uh, you know, the you know, Bucks have really jarring like home road splits, like where their games are all shootouts on the road and that they're all low scoring at home. Uh, but it's kind of opponent induced. They played some really bad quarterbacks at home. Uh, Cam Newton is not a really bad quarterback. He's actually having one of the best years of his career. He's still got that streak where he's thrown multiple touchdowns, you know, in every game since week one. Uh, yeah, they faced Nick, they faced Mullins last week. They faced Alex Smith at home. They faced Nick Foles. And then Baker actually was a top six QB against them. The other guys weren't. Uh, and then they had, and Roethlisberger got him for 24. I think they're going to have a similar matchup to this game where the Panthers score points on them. And the Panthers defense is also bad. Their pass defense especially is bad. So you're going to get some back and forth. They allowed four touchdowns to Ryan Fitzpatrick when these teams played a few weeks ago. Uh, so you might get some turnover still, but uh, definitely like the Panthers side a lot. I mean, Christian McCaffrey is in some kind of zone right now. This dude has, what, multiple touchdowns in four of his past five games. The thing we were worried about Christian McCaffrey the most, even uh, we didn't care about the snap counts were great, all that stuff was, was like, is this dude going to get the money touches? And he's getting the money touches. He leads the league with 18 touches inside the 10-yard line since week eight. Cam is not getting any of those carries inside the five. They're all going to Christian McCaffrey. Uh, he's just been smashing. Last week he had the most points that a running back of uh, uh, anyone's had in a game last year. <laughs> you know, last week uh, he already put 157 and two touchdowns up on this Bucks defense. Uh, so I mean, he's. I mean, I obviously don't need to wax poetically about how good of a play he is. I remember last time these two teams played, Cam Newton was the chalk, and they run up 28 nothing, and Cam oh, Newton didn't have so a touchdown. So oh yeah, and he didn't even have a touchdown. And he ended up salvaging his Tampa <laughs> came back in that game. Yeah, yeah. He wound up being <laughs> fine, but we were expecting like 45, and he scored like yeah. 21. Yeah. They went up 28 nothing, and they were all rushing touchdowns, the first four touchdowns. <laughs> Alex uh, Armagh. I knew, I knew shit was going wrong when Alexander Armagh, the fullback out of freaking Navy, scored the first touchdown of the game. I was like, here we go. Here we go. <laughs> yep. Here we go. It's going to happen. And that you, if you were to just show one person, like uh, one play to say, how'd the Bucks play defense this year? You would just show them that Curtis Samuel end around in that game and say, yeah, this was the Bucks season on defense. Like the, he ran a hundred yards back and forth across the field. Like it was Tecmo Bowl and wasn't even touched. Uh, just zigzagging up and down on the field. Uh, but yeah, I like going back. To, I think Cam's in a smash, and obviously smash spot for Cam. Yeah. Like I like Cam and I like Chris McCaffrey. Like it. I mean, Evan, you play a lot of cash games. Are you is McCaffrey a guy that you're kind of starting your teams with? Um, I haven't built enough teams to uh, think that way yet. Okay. Um, I've been trying to build my teams. Like I used to in, in NBA where you um, like all the, like the way that you start your teams is with um, all the value players at each position. And then you kind of just decide like, Hey, who am I going to pay up for? You know, like last mm-hmm. week it was Saquon Barkley, you know? Um, and then, you know, I, I would think that I would pivot up to Christian McCaffrey. I'm, I'm just, I'm not sure yet, you know, especially on the Thursday through Monday slate, because man, 
Austin Eckler and Josh Adams are like whew, dude, there's so many good cheat like fire, that bro, like fire, the, bro. The mid-range, bro. The mid-range is so strong this week. It's like, hard, man. It's it's honestly hard, like especially on the 16 game slates. Like we have no buys, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you know, me and Reeves are gonna lose our minds for the next, <laughs> you know, so month or whatever. So listen to nothing that we say. Um <laughs> But like, I mean, you on the Thursday through Monday, you have Josh Adams and Austin Eckler. You know, it's like, how are you not going to play them? Yeah, I mean, you know, like yeah. Eckler's fifty-four on Fanduel. He's a lock button. Duh. Just a lock what's, what's Adams? What's Adams? Uh, I forget at the chat. He's probably priced up a little bit over there, but I mean, it's just like you just play these guys, and you you know you figure it out. Right. But like on the, on yeah. the main slate, like. You know, Chris McCaffrey, I mean, we always talk about what's his upside. Well, he flashed it last week, 100, 100, a few times in the box. Like, Oh, he's a monster. He's I mean, a monster. Just, and, he do, and he does everything. Like, he's he, Chris McCaffrey is the kind of guy who's just never going to have a bad game because of the amount of balls that he catches. Absolutely. Adams is 61 on FanDuel. I mean, that's tough to get away from. You know, he's he's got like a 16-touch floor as a home favorite against the Redskins who have just co- collapsed as a team. You know, like, I mean, so, I mean, I think those are two-year RBs. And then you decide, you know, is it going to be McCaffrey? Is it going to be Gurley? Is it going to be, you know, Saquon? I mean, I don't know. You know, I, I, I haven't decided yet. But uh, with um, McCaffrey, I mean, yeah, he's he's an unbelievable play, you know. And I, I don't I don't know what else to say. Like, the Bucks don't have a linebacker core, man. Like, they, they don't have linebackers. Yeah. So Reeves, you mentioned this is smash spot for Cam and obviously he disappointed in this last game and the, in the last game in the spot, I, guess, I assume you're going back to Cam pretty heavily this week too. Yeah. He's definitely in my, in my core group of probably, you know, three to four quarterbacks. I'm going to be in. Um, it's tough this week. Cause we got that full slate and there's some guys in some great spots. I mean, I guess we'll talk about these guys later. I mean, obviously Mahomes is in like an ultimate destruct spot. He could throw five touchdowns in the first half of that game yeah. and probably probably cruise. On his first five passes, dog. <laughs> like, uh, Who's stopping I mean, him? Who's stopping no, it's yeah, it's crazy. I mean, it's he's in a great spot. I mean, I think on the other side too, like Winston still hasn't been priced like up. He just keeps floating. Like the Bucks QBs just stay the same price because I know like I don't know if people feel like they can trust them at this point. Like Winston didn't his price didn't even change. Uh, yeah, I think he went up a little bit on DK. Um, I don't think he's a tremendous play there. Uh, but like on FanDuel, he just he's 75 again. Like that, that's like the group, that's like the price range you try to play a guy in cash. Like who's gonna get me 20 points? Like for, that's around like 7,500 that I can just plug in because I want to play. Uh, we touched on like it's a great week for mid tier running backs, but like typically the lineup restri- construction that's just smashed in cash on FanDuel is just playing three three really good running backs because those are the guys getting twenty five to thirty points a game. Don't pay up for receiver because it just has not been a pay up for receiver year on either side to be honest. Uh, because the way the the passing games have like the crazy thing is like there's all these passing points, but it's not really getting getting funneled to the top of the position. That is just there's just passing points all over for everyone to have this season, and it's just been a great year to pay up for these top running backs and load your rosters with them because those are the guys tilting weeks. Those are the guys getting the 30-point games. I mean, if you had Saquon and Chris McCaffrey last week as a starting block, you already you were already in. Yeah, you, you didn't yeah, have to do anything. Okay. You had nothing else. You had nothing else to worry about. You could have played Nick Mullins. You'd played Nick Mullins, <laughs> and you would have made money. Right. 
And it, I feel like it's we have another one of these spots again this week. Um, even we have all these great running back plays. I mean, you can play Christian McCaffrey, Kareem Hunt, and like Aaron Jones and just walk away from the table. Just just play those three guys and walk away. But you've got all these Aaron great – Aaron Jones is fire. Oh, my God. Yeah, yeah tremendous spot. But um, Yeah, but I mean, and DJ Moore, we were on the Panthers too. He's like – he's just still – he's taking over. He's like the wide receiver one for that team now. They kind of moved him out of like where they're kind of mixing and matching his routes inside the slot and on the boundary. He's moved strictly outside uh, and has 22 targets his past three games. I don't think we'll get a repeat performance where everyone wanted to play him against the Bucks last time <laughs> and he only had two targets. Uh, I think that we'll definitely see the targets be funneled to him once again. Oh yeah, for sure. And I like and I like him. I mean, I I like I like all the Panthers, man. It's just tough not to like the Panthers. Evan, do you like any of these secondary Panthers guys? Do you like him as much as uh, that one dude's uh, wife likes to watch the show? Because nobody, nobody likes anybody as much as that one dude's wife likes to watch this show. Yeah. I mean, look, you know, this game has a huge total. It's just going to come down to like, yo, is Funch just going to play? My, it look, It's not looking good right now for him. Um, DJ Moore, his price didn't go up enough. He wasn't, owned enough last week i know he didn't score a touchdown but he had over 90 yards you know he's the number one receiver on the team like whether or not i think funches plays um you know olsen is in a great spot i mean it's pretty pretty cut and dry here like can we get cute with curtis samuel yeah you can you know in in, in tournaments you want funches to be out for sure tory smith i mean he, he can't run right now he he he's got a knee injury yeah. he can't run He's not a factor at all. It's not a factor. It's, it's DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Christian McCaffrey, and Olsen in the passing game. Um, and then on the other side, like, is D-Jax going to be all right? I don't know. You know, if D-Jax, if D-Jax is out, Godwin looks real, real good. But I think uh, D-Jax is going to play. Because I think he was, he was limited on Wednesday. And if he was going to be out, he wouldn't have been limited. Um, you know, Mike Evans got the revenge game against Bradbury, who shut him down in the last uh, yeah. contest. Yeah. Winston is Winston is the nuts. I mean, last last week it's, it's funny. Like my decision was, I kept going back and forth all week, you know, and about uh, Winston versus Lamar Jackson, and they finished zero point six points apart. So it was like it didn't even matter. You know. Lamar got screwed, man. He got screwed. I know possessions. Lamar got really screwed. Two possessions, man. Jameis didn't get screwed at all. Jameis, Jameis was just sitting back there with the cleanest pocket in the league. He had the cleanest pocket in the league last week, and he may have another really well. The Panthers can't rush the passer at all. They blitz a lot, but they they get no pressure. Uh, Yo, know, Dante Jackson might not play. Dante Jackson is like a really good number two corner. Um. I like Winston. I think I'm going to play him in cash this week. Yeah, I actually think Winston's really interesting, and you pair yeah. him up, like you pair him with Mike Evans, of course, and that's that's unless a, I talk unless I talk myself in a uh, 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 Driscoll. Driscoll. Uh, that, Evan, I'm, don't play Jake Driscoll, man. Like or Jeff Driscoll. It's not Jake. Like, it's no, Jeff. See, I don't even know his name. Like I'm not going to play either. Hey, no. we got to touch upon the myth of Cameron Brait too. All right, talk to me about. Cameron. Oh yeah, please tell us about the myth of Cameron Brait. Yo, so the- <laughs> all the Cameron Brait truthers. Were just like in my mentions last week. Like, oh, come on, like, he, he, he didn't he want to play him last week. Like, 
He was nearly minimum price. How are you not going to play Brown? I know. Well, I played him too in cash. I played so him cheap. too. I played him too. But, I didn't like it. Though. But listen to this. The last three games that, that he's played with Jameis Winston and O.J. Howard's been out. People forget O.J. Howard got hurt at the end of last year. He's now got three for 26, three for 37, and three for 13. That's that dude. Like that's what that dude's put up. Touchdown, Cameron Bray. Yeah, no, well, he only only scored in one of those games. <laughs> like, I, I mean, he's not being like the. He's just not getting. He's like a dude that's getting peppered with targets from Jameis Winston. Like people believe he is. You know, the he narrative had, he had would three, lead you to believe. He had three for twenty six at the first half last week. What did he finish with? I'm guessing it was close to three for twenty six. Don't nobody want to throw to Cameron Bray, man. He went, yeah, to, three, he went to Ivy League school. He's probably like on the bench, you know, with like his uh his 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 like his legs like crossed, you know, like reading a book, you know, with some, <laughs> some glasses on. Poor Cameron Brady. The guy just wants to read a book. He just wants to find some good prose, and you're making fun of him. He deserves it. <laughs> All right. Let's move on. We're we're a little bit behind. Let's talk about the Rams at the Lions. 55 point total. The Rams are 10 point favorites on the road. And um like Evan, we just play Todd Gurley, man. Like it's uh, like I don't see a reason we even really need to talk about it. Like Todd Gurley's just a stud. If you can fit him in, you play him. Yeah, I mean, you know, I think that there's not a whole lot to talk about here, honestly, except for like on the Lions side. The Lions side is where it gets interesting. I mean, look, we got uh, golf in a dome. He, I mean, he should throw. He his touchdown expectation should be like two point five. You know, like the Lions are terrible. They don't get any pressure. You know, they're they're terrible. Um, Cooks, like you know, people will talk about Darius Slay. Like Cooks will run circles around him. You know, and I, he should probably stay on one side this week. Just you know, just stay off to one side and let the Rams like do their thing because Cooks will embarrass him. Um, Teams typically don't shadow Cooks. Like the the Cardinals yeah, never did right, it with right. the, Cardinals the Cardinals never did it with Pat Pete. The right. the Xavier Rhodes doesn't do it. That he's the type of receiver that it's just like it's That's almost a, a waste. That's a you need point. you play a dude over the top of Brandon Cooks always. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean Cooks has been getting peppered with targets. Too. Honestly, the the best way to do it is is the Belichick ways, which is where you stick your number one corner on like the number two receiver, and then you double the number one, which no teams do except for the Patriots. Some sometimes we saw the Saints do it on, thir- on Thursday. They tried yeah. it on Thursday. The, Saint, the Saints do do it. You're right. You're right. Well, they tried to – they bracketed Eli Apple and they, they bracketed – Julio still went off. It didn't matter. Yeah. Most of it was right. in zone. But uh, that's we saw them try to incorporate that. Yeah. So. Yeah, and you mentioned Brandon Cooks, and he's somebody like – look, 32 targets over the last uh, – four. I'll tell you, 40 targets over the last four weeks, 30, 32 over the last three. Like, Brandon Cooks is just the guy that – I think if you're playing tournaments and fading Brandon Cooks completely, you're just doing it wrong. Absolutely. Like he's just like he's just a great same player. with same with Reynolds same with Robert Woods I mean you yeah know. Reynolds just forty you know forty nine hundred I have some interest there I saw eight targets last week put up twenty DK points I have interest in him what are we doing with my boy Theo Reeves can we go back to theoretic <laughs> like Evan said if you want those twelve points they're there it's just up to you if you want them. Uh, six, I think there's six to twelve. Six bro, to 12. bro, he got <laughs> No, I want to hear uh, Reeves talk about Stafford though, because Sta- because Reeves has had Stafford nailed since freaking day one. This is how Reeves rolls, you know. He he says his piece, you know, and he's he's right, and then you know he doesn't he doesn't take victory laps. Wrong a lot. Just, Wrong a lot of times. No, he he gets it <laughs> right. 
It's a lot right. City of Cleveland. Can you tell us about? Can we play Matthew Stafford this week, City of Cleveland? I think he's a. I think he's an interesting tournament play for sure. Uh, obviously, I think if I was in a season long, I still wouldn't like be like excited to play him. But I think he's definitely an interesting DFS tournament play and across that guy in this game. Um, I kind of, that's kind of how I wrote him up too. I mean, he just hasn't. The thing is, is that he just has nobody except for Galladay. That's the troubling part. Like it's we're asking guys like Bruce Ellington and Theo Riddick, who we think are fine for cost plays, but these are not statistical elevators. Like these are not guys that are getting Matthew Stafford to like the thirty point threshold. <laughs> Like we want to see him get to. That's the problem. Galladay is. Galladay is that kind of guy. But when you're giving targets to Michael Roberts, Bruce Ellington, and Theo Riddick, um, it's fine for those guys in PPR to like hit cost and be values. I think Bruce Ellington is an, is a fine guy to play on, on on DK this week too, based on the number of targets. He's six catches each of the last two games. You're not. He's basically a Theo Riddick of wide receivers, uh, though, which is the problem. But I do like Stafford a little bit over there. Yeah, I was worried about all season, though, about the, them coming into the year, about their pace of play. And then just, the signal was that they were going to try to run the ball more. Um, and then it happened. And then they decided to trade Golden Tate, and then Marvin Harris, or Marvin Jones died. And that happens. I think what's fun about the, this game, though, is if you look at the Lions, so Lions had, like, a horrendous run defense, like, the whole front half of the year. Like, they, they were just getting punched in the mouth against the run. They were allowing running backs to average six, point, six yards per carry before they traded for Damon Harrison. Since then, they've been really good against the run, 3.8 yards per carry. Not that we're worried about Gurley, but what it, what it has done is it's just funneled. The teams have stopped just punching them in the mouth and said, oh, you're going to stop the run? Your pass defense is one of the worst in the league. We're just going to throw all over you now. And teams have just been smoking them in the passing game. You chase Daniel on 19 fantasy points against them on Thanksgiving. Dude, Jared Goff is probably going to flirt with 30 again. Goff's thrown for 300 yards his past three games. Uh, just a, just a destruction spot. Um, they've allowed 22 fantasy points per game on average uh, to opposing quarterbacks since they traded for David Harrison, uh, where they had only allowed one QB to finish higher than QB 14 prior. Uh, it's just, I mean, I'm kind of really in on the the passing game, uh, passing game to both of these teams. We know the volume is going to be there uh, with the Rams being the 10 point favorites. They're gonna, they're not gonna get stopped uh, at all in this game. Yeah, I don't see him getting stopped either. I mean. Evan, do you have a preference amongst these Rams guys, or to just you know you play a little bit of a uh, little bit of Cooks, a little bit of Woods, and figure out the rest later? Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, a difficult decision every single week. You know, it, it doesn't even matter like with Cooper out or with uh, Cooper Cup out. Um, Cooks is an awesome play. Woods is an awesome play. I think Woods is a particularly awesome play this week, though, uh, against Detroit. Uh, he's got a, first of all, he's got a super high floor all, in all the three games that um cup has missed he's got at least 70 yards in or a touchdown uh his targets and air yards are real strong in all those games and he's got the best matchup uh, i mean you want to chase slot receivers again you just want to chase like the the guys that the lions would consider like a number two and three re- uh, receivers for your, for your team those guys are the dudes who are going off you know it's david moore it's you know whoever um, you know, it's, it's, uh, Robert and it's Robert Woods this week and it's Josh Reynolds. Um, but I also think that cooks is a good play. So no, I mean, that's, that's hedge. I guess that's hedging. Uh, I'm not going to play any of them in cash, but if I'm playing like, you know, a bunch of tournament lineups, like I'm just seeing whoever fits into them. All right. Well, let's move on to talk some quarterbacks. Cause there are, there are a ton of really good quarterback plays on this slate. And Reeves, you kind of mentioned earlier in the show, Patrick Mahomes, he's priced so high, 7,600 over on DK. 
I just and ninety five isn't he ninety five too on Fanduel? Like, yeah, like, crazy. I, just, I think he's ninety five every week on Fanduel. Yeah, I just <laughs> I, mean, I like him, but I just you can't fair. pay for it. Yeah, you can't pay for him. Like it's just it's nuts. Like it's just going to deplete the rest of your roster. I don't think you can do it. But well, you 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 can you can uh, if you play Matt Lacoste and uh, Jermaine Curse. Yeah, like I said, you can't play him. But the problem is it's the same thing when Gurley got super priced up on Fanduel, and he was like eleven eight like for that stretch like eleven two. That, that was when like, I stopped playing him. Yeah, like, because you have to because you're saying all right. It, well, it, it to- hurt me for like two weeks though. It hurt for two weeks. Ha! It was still good because you could just because eventually what it came down to was like oh I can just play two eight k running backs instead yeah. of instead of Gurley and like a a, a lower tier six k right. guy. And that's the problem is with Mahomes he just plays the wrong position to pay up that that bar for. When you can just play guys in the mid tier, they're gonna get seventy five percent of his production. So you mentioned Jameis. I think he's fine. Uh, you know, Aaron Rodgers. I'm just not sure they air it out a ton in this game, especially since I like Aaron Jones as much as I do. This like mid five k range though is really interesting to me. You get Andrew Luck, who had a big game, um, obviously throwing to Eric Ebron in the last game against Jacksonville. He's fifty eight hundred. I think Tom Brady's in a really good spot. The problem is, I also think Tom Brady's washed. So I don't think I'm gonna. Whoa, up- whoa, 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 what? You heard me. Hang on. I'm going to tweet this. What's Go up? Ahead. Go ahead. Oh, wait. Are you just trying to get me in trouble with everybody? You get like a bunch of Patriots fans over on your timeline that are going to start. I got fans of fucking everything. Man, that's, that's good. I'm taking a nap after this show, so I'm, I'm okay. I'll just sleep through everything. <laughs> but, you know. I, I like, spent the whole morning, like, you know, war- warding off Redskins fans who were backing Bruce Allen and Dan Snyder. I mean. That, that's that is not a uh that's not, not a happy life okay. no that's that's not a hill i'd want to die on if i were a if i were a redskins fan right now no 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 guys ruben foster he's a great guy just misunderstood okay but you know matt ryan at home against baltimore lamar jackson in that same game kirk cousins is way too cheap only 5500 so evan who are some of the other who are some of the other quarterbacks you're looking at this week yeah um lamar for sure uh talked about Jameis. Um, hang on. Let me just pull up the slate real quick. Lamar, Jameis, same as last week. I mean, we have we still have not seen Lamar's ceiling, by the way. And Lamar has been a top thirteen fantasy quarterback in two straight games, and he had what two tipped interceptions last week, and they did really dumb stuff with him in the first week, in the first half of last week. It was like, what are they doing? You know, like it was like they were out to prove a point last week. Um. I don't really and he's indoor and he's indoors versus yeah. the team that can actually indoors on the fast track. Like and, a te- and they're playing a team that can finally score. This is where he drops the 40 burger. Yeah. I feel like I, I don't really understand this pricing on Lamar Jackson. Like they brought up, I don't, why did his price drop if he's facing the Falcons? That doesn't make sense to me. No one can explain that. Okay. I, I didn't make no sure I'm not missing something. Cause I think Lamar Jackson's a really good play this week. Kirk cousins at the Patriots. An unbelievable play. Um, let me give you some dudes who I think are, um, um, and I haven't paid, I have no pulse on this week. So uh, first one is Marcus Mariota at home against the Jets. Okay. He's too cheap. What do you think? I mean, he's definitely too cheap. There's so many good quarterback plays on this slate. Like, okay. Really- I don't, I don't want to hear about them. I want to hear your thoughts on Mar- Marcus Mariota at home against the Jets. Reeves, it's all you, buddy. Reeves. Oh, sorry, I was muted. Yeah, I mean, listen, his last three full games played, he's been he's been awesome. He's been a top ten quarterback. Uh, we, the Jets are bad. Uh, they've get the thing about the Jets though that worries me is that the, the Jets side of it. 
Uh, yeah. They're not going to be able to do their part. They've been getting destroyed on the ground the last on few On the days. ground. It's like yeah. just been getting – It's like I a mean, Derrick Henry game, it, ain't it? The problem is – and I wrote this – the way I wrote it up was like, are the is Tennessee a team that can take advantage of that, though? To this point in the season, they've shown us that no. Like – so, I mean, it's one of those things, like, it lines up to where you'd say they're going to pound Derrick Henry, uh, they can get Deion Lewis going, the run game can finally get on track, but we've been here, like, we're in week 13, man, this yeah. team has not run the ball on anyone, like, they, their running backs average the, the, the fewest amount of yards before contact, collectively, um, that's not just a uh, Derrick Henry thing, that's a Deion Lewis thing, too, Deion Lewis, since he had, we got on that train, you know, a few weeks ago, he's been awful, yeah. he's horrendous, boy, we, for yourself, Reeves, speak for yourself, <laughs> So I, I wasn't him like multiple weeks in, in there. I was not playing him on FanDuel at all. And he was getting like high ownership on FanDuel. I was like, what is happening here? But the, the signs pointed, he's been awful though. I'm on the Kirk Cousins train on DK, especially that 5,500 on DK is just too low. The, the Patriots have been getting smoked in the passing game. Yep. The past seven games, they've allowed a QB one. The only two guys that haven't been a QB one over that stretch ever Derek Anderson and Josh McCown. That's it. All right, all right, other, that's all other guys. Analysis. That's a lot of analysis. Okay, okay. I got another couple guys I want to run run by you. Um, Big Ben dropping hammers on Sunday night in prime time at home. Oh, I haven't looked at prime time at all. I don't know, Reeves. You'd have to answer that one. You're muted again, buddy. No, I love I love Big Ben in this spot. He's been, you know, you always love him at home. The Chargers are interesting because they've turned this ship around a little bit defensively. Obviously, they've turned it totally around. In the, um, but they haven't played anyone. Like, no good passing game for that stretch. And not that I think the Chargers are a bad defense. I definitely think they're good. Uh, they just, man, I looked at they just have not played any good passing games. Like, the best wide receiver they faced, like, over, like, the past eight games is, like, Emmanuel Sanders. Uh, it's just it's just crazy. Like, they ran into, like, a really great slate of just what's kind of skewed their defensive stats. But I think that the passing game is going to be in play here for the Steelers. Uh, definitely like Ben as a, as a wild card play there because no one's going to want to play him because, you know, they're going to see all right, the all right, all right, all right. I got a couple more. I got a couple more. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers. Against eh. the Cardinals. Eh. Meh. I, I, I just, like could, I said, I could, think, could this be a four-touchdown game? No, I think they just no. run it on the No? Okay. I don't I think just, so just because I, of the I, value. I'm 100% on, on Aaron Jones. All right, all right, fine. We, we decided that. And last one. Russ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. I, Russ dro- drops haymakers at home. You know that. You know that, yeah. Reeves. Look me in the eye. Oh, yeah. Dude, Russ is, is pretty good at football. He's, one, he he's one of them there good football players. He seems to be pretty he good play. at football. He could play. Uh, you know who else could play? Tyler Lockett, wait. David Moore, and Doug Baldwin. Yeah, the problem is like these dudes are good. Yo, David Moore is the real damn deal. I hope y'all got him in Dynasty, man, because uh, he's the real damn deal. I mean, the problem he's, is with Russ. What, like, what's his nickname? East Central. I found that Correct. out two weeks ago. That's right. I remember. Correct. That. Correct. The problem is Russ's price is the QB four on the slate. Like I'm not paying that for Russ. Then don't don't then don't make money. All right. I, if last week is any indication, I'm not concerned whatsoever about that. All right, let's move on to some running backs. We got to we gotta speed it up here. Um, obviously, you know, we typically don't pick on the Bears with running backs. Reeves, what do we think about Saquon this week? Uh, you just keep playing him. Just He's going to get 100 yards of scrimmage. You just, you just keep playing him, man. Yeah, but you mentioned earlier that Kareem Hunt's a guy that you just don't think you're going to be fading. 
Oh no, yeah, it's gonna be really hard to get away from Cream Hunt. Like, do you remember earlier in the season when like people were like, I would get like tweets to be like, "Man, Cream Hunt looks like he's gonna be a bust, doesn't he? Like, he's only got like five catches through six games. I just don't think he's gonna hit that draft cost." Remember those? Remember those texts and tweets we were getting? I mean, he's just been smashing in their uh, receiving game lately. He has six receiving touchdowns uh, over the past six games. Um, he's in a great spot against the Raiders. They just get up yards in the passing game, the run game. It's, he's going to be hard to get away from. That game's going to feature a, a lot of Chiefs touchdowns. Uh, and the Chiefs had a, the Chiefs are definitely do some recoil and like having more rushing touchdowns too. Uh, eventually, like that should correct itself a little bit. I know that Mahomes is still going to throw like a ton of touchdowns, but their do their split of rushing passing and rushing touchdowns should come a little bit uh, back to the pack. Uh, I'm, I want Evan to talk about Eckler a little bit because I mean. Um, he, like people seem like they they want to play Justin Jackson, like they. Stop I've, no, I've like, already gotten I've already gotten Justin Jackson questions about Eckler. Like, can we trust him? And uh, uh, and then we don't know if Stephon Tuitt's gonna play. Without Stephon Tuitt, the past two games, the uh, Steelers may have gotten they've gotten punched and punched a little bit. That happened last year too, actually. That happened last year too. Yeah, you played. Eckler, you, right? you missed like six games. Uh, Stuff Tuitt did last week last year. What? Eckler, hell yeah, Eckler. Are you kidding me? Yes. the 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 key to last week's slate was um, putting Eckler in your initial lineup, and then um, when when word broke that Melvin Gordon was, it was like, what's the uh, what's the thing in um, uh, Gladiator? Like when he's like, hold, hold. Hold like you you keep him in your lineup amid all this chaos, you know, <laughs> and like you know everything's like coming at you and like people are like surrounding you and you're like hold and then you you know you, you barrel down and you just stab everyone. That's what happened with Austin Eckler. He scored a touchdown. He had ten catches. He had like what you know twenty one DK points or you know seventeen something like that something great. And he like was essentially a backup in the game. Now he's going to be a freaking starter. Guess what? The Steelers blitz at the fourth highest rate in the NFL. What's the way to defeat a blitz? How about throwing screen passes to Austin Dam Eckler? Okay, Austin Eckler has a four of like six catches in this game. Six. Yeah, six. I mean, he, yeah, it's just yeah. If, if he catches, well, I mean, all right, let's not be ridiculous. Let's not be ridiculous. He has a four or five catches, okay? That's two and a half points right there. Even if you play on FanDuel, it's five. If you play on DraftKings, that's a touchdown. You know, that's a touchdown. Um, I mean, he is, he's a lock button play. Yeah, lock button I play. agree. Yeah. Okay, so let's, I'll tell you real quick, let's move on to wide receiver because we, uh, we're running out of time. If you're paying up, it's Tyreek Hill. I can't help but think that Tyreek Hill is going to be lower on than he should be just because, again, people like to pay up for running backs. And I'll have to kind of see what happens, especially when ownership projections come out later in the week. But all these upper tier guys, I mean, Tyreek Hill, 9,100. Yeah, I'm going to play him. DeAndre Hopkins against Cleveland, 8,200. Nobody ever plays DeAndre Hopkins for whatever reason. Mike Evans, he'll be a little bit more popular this week. Uh, what do you think about this wide receiver core, Mr. Reed? Thielen, auto smash Thielen. I want to put Thielen in where I can get him. Um, he, he went over 100 yards and a touchdown after balls in the street. Dude, the Patriots just getting smoked by slot guys, just smoked. They yep. gave up six to 91 and a touchdown to the Jets guys last week. They're 30th in points allowed to slot receivers, over 25 PPR points per game. 
the slot guys. The Vikings <clears throat> do one thing well on offense, and it's get the ball to Adam Thielen and Stephon Diggs. That's all they do well on offense. And uh, he, they're, they're road dogs against the team that carry our slot guys. I mean, Thielen's going to get a bunch of a bunch of looks in that game. Yeah, like I mean, any are you concerned at all, Evan, about Stephon Gilmore shadowing Diggs or or even Thielen? Uh, he definitely won't shadow Thielen if he's going to shadow. All right, so this is what he he would do. Um, he would shadow Stefan Diggs. However, he can't guard one on one. No one can guard Stefan. I mean, Stefan Diggs is Antonio Brown. I mean, I know that that sounds ridiculous to everyone, but you know, if you plugged Stefan Diggs into Antonio Brown's role and gave him, you know, nine years of chemistry with Ben Roethlisberger, <laughs> like the the numbers wouldn't be too different. Yeah. You know, yeah. So, yeah. And, and so, you blessed Stefan Diggs with as much health, you know, as like Antonio Brown has had over the years. Like, it, it, it wouldn't be that much different. Um, but, but here's the thing. So, uh, this is what we're going to get in, in all likelihood is uh, Stefan Gilmore chasing the outside receiver, just uh, whichever stud is outside. It'll usually be Diggs, but Diggs moves in the slot 25 plus percent uh, of the time. And Thielen is in the slot over 60% of the time. And um, what what the Patriots really should do, and I think that what they will do, is they'll try to double Thielen and leave Gilmore on digs. And that doesn't mean that either of the guys are going to get shut down. It, it, it You know, it, it's it, that doesn't mean that by any means, but that's probably going to be their game plan. And, yo, shit happens in a game and – I, I mean, I think they're both fine plays. All right. Any cheap whiteouts that you like this week, Reeves? I mean, are we doing the Corey Davis thing again or no? Yes. Yes. Why not? Yep. It's late <laughs> in the season. Let's throw another few hundred bucks at Corey Davis. The Jets are like a wide receiver funnel. Like 67% of the receptions <laughs> against the Jets have been by wide receivers. Uh, it's the highest rate in the league. I mean, they really haven't faced any good tight ends, which is part of the problem. Um, yep. Uh, so they're, they're not doing that again this week. By Another the way. thing that <laughs> stood out to me about uh, in that matchup was that uh, if you just uh, adjust for the last three weeks, which I think was since the Jets buy, or no, since the Titans buy, um, Corey Davis has 18 targets in the slot. And that's like by far most on the Titans. And guess where is the best place to attack the Jets? Yeah, it's like a, all year. Yeah, it's like a um, – you know what? What, what does Al Smith call it? The um, the, the flow chart. Flow chart. Flow chart. Yes. <laughs> flow chart. Uh, I mean, the screen you know, the screen bump. Yeah, yeah, the Buster screen bump. Remember so, when they were playing Perry Perry Nicholson? Or yeah, <laughs> yeah, but it doesn't even matter. It's like, oh, no. we got back our starting slot corner. It doesn't matter. We're still getting smashed. Edelman has five targets in the slot. Goes four for one for eighty four and a touchdown last week. Um, uh, for, for, uh, cheap receivers, how about, how about, uh, Josh Reynolds? How about, uh, Cortland Sutton? How about, um, how about Antonio Callaway? How about, um, Christian Kirk? Nope. 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 How about, uh, Chris Godwin? If Deshaun Jackson is out. Yeah. I definitely like that call. If Jackson's out. How about if you want to get crazy, if you want to get nuts, how about Ryan Switzer? I don't want to get that? crazy with this. No, I'm good. Okay. I'm good there. All right. Any other cheapies for you, Reeves? 
Nah, it's pretty much just a pretty awesome slate of dudes there that we just rattled off. David Moore. Ah, that's true. I like Lockett more than Moore this week. All right, we got to get off here, everybody. I got to get D train home. I know that's boss. Yeah, oh, you're fine. It's been a lot of fun, though. I'll tell you what, the end is near. And there's still a lot of money to be won. It's been a pleasure doing the show. It's not that near. It's not that near. It, 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 <laughs> it feels feel it feels so far away still. <laughs> so far. So the far. post bye weeks are just brutal, man. Like it's so much. Uh, work. All right, we got to get off here. Thank you so much for tuning in. Uh, thanks for Real World, of course, for letting everybody out. Thanks, Rotogrinders, for showing the show. I'm Eric. He's Reeves. He's Evan. We'll see you guys later. Peace.